Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Uh, this is Mike Vandervoort, and it's May Day. It's May 1st. Uh, I'm back doing some, going to do some shows on drive through this month after taking a couple of weeks off to head to Florida. Our guest today is Tom McCune. Tom is the CEO and founder of Trend Data, which is a company that provides people analytic solutions. Tom, welcome to drive through How are you? Oh, good to be here. Um, I agree with you. May already. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like really, uh, you know, uh, we, we were talking in the pre-show. I do I do mostly labor and employee relations. And this, uh, except in the U.S., this is Labor Day for a lot of the rest of the world. Uh, they celebrate uh, employees in Europe and Jap- Japan and others and some some mm. celebrations and in some cases protests. So there there's some interesting stuff going on. Uh, but we we have to wait until end of summer in the U.S. to, to get our labor day. So Tom, um, I know you've been on drive through before. It's been a few years, but uh, please uh, introduce yourself to to folks that'll be listening in on the podcast and tell them who you are, where you're from, and what you do a little bit better than I did. <laughs> yeah, sure, no problem. Uh, yes, uh, so um, I'm Tom McEwen. I'm the CEO and co-founder of uh, Trend Data, People Analytics Software Solution. Uh, I've been uh, selling and uh, uh, an executive at software companies for going on about 30 years now. Uh, about half of that time has been spent in the uh, HR software industry. Um, my most recent uh, company that I worked with on a, uh, at a larger company was a company called HR Smart. We did uh, full cycle talent management software. And it's actually with the uh, founder of HR Smart that I came and co-founded uh, Trend Data to address um, uh, what we see as a particular need in the market. And a lot of our executives and employees here actually have come from HR Smart. Okay. So so before we before we jump into Trend Data specifically mm-hmm. and kind of the kind of the stuff that you do um, let's just let's back up and you know talk about. So you've done sales, but you've also been involved in in startups. And a lot of people in the HR space, uh, there's more and more of that in, in mm-hmm. today's age, I guess. But it, that wasn't the common place for HR people. So can you kind of talk about that experience for a bit? Um, why why like your training is outside of HR? It looks like, but what? Why you're in HR and kind of how it works to be a startup in in uh, in the world today? Well, to to talk about just being a startup, uh, you know, it, it seemed like somewhere back in the '90s, uh, the uh, the entire technology industry kind of split into um, um, acquirers and acquirees. You know, you had the, the the bigger companies that you know you know grew up the Oracles, the SAPs, um, you know, even in the, the hardware spaces, the Dells. Um, and companies like that. And um, the uh, larger part of the rest of the companies tended to be the more innovative companies who now created new technologies. And uh, it seemed very often they would get to a point of critical mass and these larger companies uh, who were kind of too, um, uh, you know, too large to innovate correctly just started going out and, you know, and continually, um, you know, buying up uh, smaller companies so that they could get those products that they had tougher times um, developing internally. And that's uh, really been particular as uh, in the HR industry as, um, you know, the larger players, the Oracle, the SAPs, the Workdays, um, you know, build these massive solutions and um, uh, have massive workforces. And they don't really have the, 
you know, the focus or the innovative incubator talent or whatever you call it, uh, to be able to focus and build the more innovative solutions. And that's why there's constantly um, um, a crop of uh, new companies coming up, starting up, addressing new solutions uh, that these larger companies can't get to. And then, uh, you know, they either go to um, become large companies themselves or they get bought by these larger companies. The tough thing is when they get bought is not to uh, – adopt that culture of the larger company and water down and slow down your ability to innovate. Hmm. Uh, you know, it, it seems in, in the HR space, in, like to your point, SAP, Oracle, um, and many others, um, PeopleSoft and all, tons of others that have been out there over the years, it seems as if there are, are just a constant, there's a constant new uh, iteration of solutions working on one specific thing and it, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I'm an HR practitioner for a long time, not so much a, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a tech person, but a, a, you know, using technology in the workplace. I'm kind of stunned at, at times on the number of, of solutions people are, are problems people are trying to solve. And, and so like yeah. you're trying data, right? Yours is to, yours is to look at people analytics and help, help supervisors mm-hmm. and managers track trends and make better decisions. Um, why, you know, why, why, why hasn't that been solved yet, and, and why, why is there a need for trend data and companies like that? Yeah, sure. Um, so, uh, there, you know, the people analytics is kind of an iteration on workforce analytics, which has been around for a couple of years. Um, but a similar thing happened with companies provide, trying to provide workforce analytics over the last couple of years. They got purchased by uh, some of the larger companies out there. Um, uh, both um, Success Factors uh, uh, was acquired by SAP, uh, but before that they had acquired a workforce analytics company. And uh, essentially what happened is, you know, the workforce analytics uh, space got to a large extent bought by these larger companies and the innovation uh, slowed down. People in analytics is kind of the next iteration of that. It's not only giving you uh, the um, visualization on the health of your workforce in the past, but it's also giving the ability to do prescriptive analytics uh, and predictive analytics so that you can not only say, you know, this is where my workforce is heading, but here are some solutions that might help architect a better future for me. And also being the the ability to drill down and get a lot more granular uh, to say, you know, not only this is uh, what's going to help the workforce as a whole, but be able to even drill down and say, you know, how can I keep this high performer? What are the things that I can do to um, make this the environment he or she and people like him will want to stay around and grow with? So, so this this drives down to the actual person as opposed to, say, at store. My last business was in retail, so maybe workforce analytics might look at the store and the turnover of the store, and your product actually goes down to Michael. Is that is that kind of a? I, I haven't I haven't demoed it, so I don't know exactly yeah. what the tool looks like. So yeah. Well, you could look at look at like the store, you know, the stores in general. So you might have a large retailer that has you know a thousand stores across the U.S. and you'll yep. be able to see trends that you know people come, they stay for a certain amount of time, they leave. Um, these things might be based on you know certain factors such as you know uh, salary, career growth, uh, lifestyle, um, you know flexibility. Um, being able to do that at a top level and you know be able to show you know where the workforce is going is one thing, but then being able to drill down and say 
Uh, well, things are different actually in um, the South versus the North or Europe versus North America or in um, position by, you know, counter salespeople versus back office managers and being able to find out, you know, what is it that uh, would be most prescriptive to this particular group of employees or employees or top line that'll uh, not only keep them around, but make them more productive and more engaged. So do you guys serve I, I, do you guys serve a particular customer base or are you, is is uh, trend data basically I mean is there a sweet spot or is, are you for every employer I guess at, at a high level Well for, um well the HR applicate you know um, um tend to be pretty horizontal cuz they often tend to uh, um address similar problems uh, but they do different differ as you go from industry to industry but every um company wants to you know keep uh, keep their best performers find out how to recruit more good performers and also prevent a more productive and engaged workforce so we don't necessarily go after one vertical versus another with a solution but there are little tinkerings to maybe say go after retail versus going after finance or energy or something like that because of the different makeups of their workforce and you, you mentioned early on about you know like the big the big players. I mean, so are, yeah. are you, do you guys interface with them as a as an add on, or is it a? Are do you serve? A, do you try to serve more of a medium sized business? I guess I'm just trying to get get how you fit into the structure. Yeah. So we we, we basically uh, we implement we pull data from those larger or or you know multiple systems. Uh, the big thing is, as you mentioned earlier, there's a. You know, most companies have multiple uh, HR systems. As a matter of fact, IDC did a survey about two or three years that said the typical um, large to mid-sized company can have, as, you know, has as many as 23 different HR systems from their HRIS to their talent and all the ancillary um, uh, technologies and solutions that hang off of those. So you're constantly pulling data from other sources. And what a people analytics or an analytics engine does is take that data from multiple sources and gives you those um, predictable insights based on information that may come from a combination of your recruiting system, your performance system, and your payroll system to tell you, um, you know, these are the right things to implement to, to um, you know, get the best uh, health out of your workforce. But, yeah, so we go in and we pull data from all those systems. Um, and, and so, so a supervisor then has a dashboard that lets them kind of see their, their, their work, their group of people. Yeah. So you'd have a centralized dashboard that would have all the key metrics that work for you, you know, that are relevant to you. It might be turnover, might be tenure, um, might be, um, time to fill open positions, um, so you can look at that and see those. It would, you know, and those are metrics. So it's, you know, the snapshot in time. So I'm looking at it, you know, as it is today. My turnover last month was, um, you know, three uh, percent. What the analytics does is then trends it into the past. So, you know, how are things been going for the last, you know, year, two years? Uh, turnover was rather steady, but then it started spiking up. What caused that? And then also being able to project off into the future. It's like if things keep going uh, without any um, uh, actions or changes on the company's part. This is how it's going to keep going. And then it's able to take um, the history of your data and figure out, well, if I can change this or this, it will um, either make um, a bad situation better or a good situation, um, you know, an excellent situation by 
tweaking with things that the uh, the employer or the organization has control over, like salary, um, work-life balance, um, management training, things like that. Okay. Does it do, you know, so, and I, to, to be honest, I mean, you read it so much, it, you almost start to tune it out, but with everyone's talking about AI and machine learning, yeah. and, you know, how their system is this and that. Um, one of the things that, that I saw recently that I thought was kind of interesting, and I don't know if your particular product does it, um, was to look at, like, email or, you know, conversations and be able to pick up sort of the, the tone of emails and, and detect if people mm -hmm. are happy. Are you, are you guys in that? Is that in your framework at all, or is that not something that you touch on with, with uh, trend data? Well, what, what you have basically when you're looking at, you know, you know, data or big data in general is you've got, you know, structured data and you've got unstructured data. Most of the data in uh, that HR deals with is structured data, you know, coming out of systems, you know, even if it's uploaded from spreadsheets or CSV files, you know, it's come in some sort of a record format. Uh, the types of unstructured data you have out there, like you're saying, they're emails, they might be um, manually done uh, uh, performance reviews on Word uh, could be as much as, um, you know, in addition to emails, it could be voice and text conversations. Uh, the way you can use that in a people analytics solution or in most, um, you know, solutions that are taking data is you have to find some way to actually tag information in there. So if you uh, wanted to bring uh, emails or something like that into a trend data or something like that, you would key it and look for certain words or um, other types of things uh, that would give you the ability to pick up on the tone. Uh, so mostly I'd say we deal with structured data, but we can deal with unstructured like data like that. But the way you would have to bring it into any system is find a way to tag it. Yeah, yeah. So like it, you could do like if you have an employee survey, and you had written comments. You could you could do that kind of I suppose that kind of stuff. But uh, so so you guys. Um, sorry, I, I had a question and I lost my um, <laughs> the, proje the projections that, that so what that that that, that intrigued me the the future projections. So you take yeah. data, you say okay, this is what's been going on. This is kind of where you are now in, in, in a snapshot, you know, in, in sort of instant time. But then you sort yeah. of say, and this is what we think will happen if, if something doesn't change, basically, right? So how, how, does, a, how does a supervisor or manager use that forward-looking tool? Like, can you give a couple of examples of how that might work in the real, you know, in the workplace? Yeah, sure. So uh, take an example where... Um, you know, a, a manager has noticed that, you know, turnover has started trending up within the company. You know, about, a, um, you know, the last, you know, 18 months, it's been, you know, really low at an accept, um, you know, acceptable level. Um, and then in that last couple of months, it's really started uh, ticking up. Uh, one thing you do is um, the system would allow you to uh, correlate events uh, to various uh, blips. So you might look at right at that time period and see that uh, turnover started to go up uh, right after we announced the acquisition of a company. Um, mm -hmm. Normal thing, yeah. People would, uh, you know, um, is there going to be duplication of jobs, or I'm going to be let um, left out? And also, generally, when you acquire a company, uh, you might bring its managers over, and people will see like, well, I'm not going to get promoted. They just put this new guy in above me. So that's kind of what a manager would see right now. Uh, what you could do is then go back in time and see, like, you know, if it's a large company, you might see, well, three years ago we did an acquisition and the same thing happened. 
so we tried to, um, you know, we gave out bonuses and raises. Um, we put a management tra training program in place, um, and we uh, started giving some of our employees have been asking for it the ability to work remotely. Uh, so then you can take those factors forward, and uh, both by um, gauging the results of how, how it worked three years ago and apply it to the current situation. And you'll be able to model out and see was it the, uh, the raises that kept people around, was it the ability to work from home, or was it the management training, and what sectors of the population did they hit? Um, did uh, working from home, it was good for most people, but the high performers really didn't care about it. They, they were at, they're at the company for career growth. So if you maybe start increasing the amount of those that you put into training programs, that'll keep them around and start, um, you know, trending off to a better uh, future as far as the, both growth and retaining those high performers. Okay. Um, I was looking at your, I was looking at the, your blog the other day, and you, there's a, I guess it's from March of this year, and there was a blog post called Five Ways HR Can Harness Big Data, and mm -hmm. what, uh, Boudreaux, I think it was, I can't, I can't find it now, of course, uh, yeah. but, they, but they talked about, a, they talked about how data is a push and a pull kind of yeah. process, um, and that it, it, it also has to come in context for the managers, so I guess, how does, how does turn data help it seems to me like the same thing we've just been talking about, the fact that you can look at data going forward and backwards would be very mm -hmm. useful. But it, I, I, I'm not sure. How, so how do you, like, on a daily basis, I mean, I guess that's what I'm trying I'm trying to put myself in a practitioner's place using this tool. Yeah. So what do you look at on a daily basis as a manager inside your platform that, that I mean, I know the metrics are there, but what, what do you do on a daily basis as a manager that helps you get that, you know, yeah find that right moment to intervene if necessary. Right. So you're, uh, you, you know, there's a, you know, there's solutions that go in and they tend to stay with HR. Um, you know, uh, but the real benefit of a solution like ours, people analytics is uh, that it gets out to the line managers so that they can see, you know, what's going on with their particular population as opposed to, you know, just every month getting a report, by the way, you, you turned over this many people, you hired this many people. Uh, you really want it to go out to the line managers who can then see and look down at their organization. Um, I've got these projects coming up. Um, do I have the staff ready to go and jump in on these projects? If not, um, where would I be able to go and recruit people to go into those projects? And how long is it going to take and how much is it going to cost to bring those people on board? That's a decision that is much uh, more germane to someone who's out there on the front lines than someone who's, you know, back at headquarters necessarily uh, just running reports. So the real benefit of a solution, yeah, is that it breaks out of just the HR IT area and gets out to the real users. And that's how we've kind of de designed trend data. Um, we always talk about we have three pillars of ease in our solution and that it's easy to get in, it's easy to use, and it's easy to understand. It's designed uh, for the layman or the user who's going to be out there making these key workforce decisions uh, on behalf of the company, but on the front lines, as well as back at corporate looking at very large, um, you know, overall top-line trends. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I just I just found, yeah, this, this was, an, I said, John Boudreau, it, it, you guys quoted him from a Harvard Business Review article, mm -hmm. and he, he said that, um, Decision makers and influencers need to get the uh, need to get the analytics. You know, it's not HR. They have to get get pushed to stakeholders, mm 
and then leaders have to pull the information and then look at it. But it's talking about the timing and the credibility and the reaction. So that's mm-hmm. that's that's a, I think you're right on point with what I was looking yeah. for. I had found it. Um, yeah. And you, you, you said yeah, but just to more on that stuff. point, HR. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to say more no. to that point because HR can be, you know, they're very useful in being the overall policy and, um, you know, even the, um, you know, the, the the direction setters. But you know, you have to be able to make those decisions, you know, you know, out on the front line. So if the solution is something that never finds its way out there, um, it's going to stay to something that's kind of. Uh, you know, just sitting on the sidelines and not really affecting the business. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, sorry. Um, <laughs> so with trend data, um, I guess, like, just implementation, now, I don't want to get into cost and all that kind of stuff. But, yeah, yeah. You know, not, I'm not really asking that question, but, like, like how do you guys, if somebody if somebody's a, a potential user or client, What's your approach, and, and what's typical implementation look like? Can you is that something you can cover briefly? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so uh, essentially, um, yeah, I, I always wanted to. Uh, about 15 years ago, I was at a, um, a seminar by uh, Salesforce.com where they were they had a customer speaking, and the customer had just gone from Siebel CRM to Salesforce.com, and the guy talked about how it was 18 months to get Siebel in, and with Salesforce.com, they were um, actually using and getting value out of the system before before uh, salesforce.com cashed their check. And that was what I wanted to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was what I wanted to get out of when I put a system like this together. So we've got a, we can build the most robust system that you have, uh, but we, we designed it so that you can get off the ground quickly. We um, surveyed over 4,000 HR leaders and came up with a basket of 17 metrics uh, that uh, are the most useful to people in HR. And what we did is we built an out-of-the-box system where if you can load up a single file with about uh, it's about 50 columns of data that can come straight out of your system, you can set live those um, 17 metrics for analytics, metrics, drill down, and everything, and be using the system. And it's usually just a question of uh, writing a report out of your Oracle, SAP, or Workday system, maybe adding a few other columns. So you can get up and use the system uh, right away, and we even let people trial it before they use it with this basic out-of-the-box metrics. And then as your implementation proceeds, we can pull in more sources of data, do direct connect feeds, build more metrics if that's what you're wanting, and then also begin to build out your predictive scenarios. But someone can get started with a very basic implementation with among the most common metrics that HR uses, uh, you know, very quickly. Uh, that that um, that must be uh, very useful to you in, in your well in, in your marketing and sales when you're wearing your marketing and sales hat. But some absolutely. I, I, I worked with I, I worked with an SAP. We converted from another one, one another product, an older product, to SAP at a at a large global corporation, and it was just you know months. To your point, months and months and months, and still stuff didn't work. And when we got done. Um, everybody liked the old system better. <laughs> well, yeah, and you're and you're and you're and you're so exhausted at the end of the implementation, you're willing to be satisfied with a with a you know a tenth of what you originally saw because you just want to get something live. Right, and and that whole change, going back to something you mentioned at the very beginning, that whole change was caused by transaction, where you know 
three co- three companies. Two smaller companies were acquired by a larger one, and we had to go on a platform, and you know, so we had to go somewhere. Um, and as it turned out, you know, the one we one we wound up on was not as much not as user friendly as the one we had started out with. So we had some we would we would have probably shown uh, you know declining. Uh, uh, engagement scores in trend data if that had existed at that time, although yeah. back in the 90s. So anyway, anyway um, look, we have, uh, amazingly, we have about uh, 20, I guess we have about five minutes, well, yeah. 45, yeah, about five minutes left. They're trying to do the math on a 45-minute show. Yeah, we have about five minutes left. So I've, we've been saying trend data. Um, we should probably give the website, and and because you, there there are that's a there's a couple companies. You guys, uh, the spelling on your name is is a little different than it might sound like what we're saying. So you want to give websites yeah. and stuff like that? Yeah. So our website is trend data with one D. It's T R E N D A T A dot com. If you see in our logo, though, we uh, we actually combine the two Ds into one D because it's actually trending data. Uh, really, it's trending hmm. metrics. So the data gets formulized into the metrics, and then you trend the metri- metrics to get the analytics, and then you kind of use that to project out into the future to get your, um, you know, your uh, future scenarios to allow you to do the modeling. So it, it, it's all about, uh, you know, the trending. And you guys, you guys offer, I guess, uh, I was working, I, I see, I saw that you posted our, uh, the show on your website, but you, I see you also have some webinars and that kind of stuff. Do you want to, you want to tell folks where they're, yeah, if, sure. if they're, yeah, if they want to check out more about using your system or learning more about it? Yeah, we, um, uh, we, we, we do, we generally do one or two um, webinars a month. We try and keep them topical, you know, things like understanding, improving, uh, turnover, um, uh, big data, and people analytics. So we advertise those on our website. And we also do um, two open demonstrations of the solution a week. So uh, Tuesday mornings at 10 Central and Thursday afternoons at um, 1 p.m. Central, we actually just open up um, uh, to do open demos, and people just show up and see the solution in action. Um, Our VP of Sales does the demos. Our position is it's you know so the more people see it and they and the more they want to have it and see how easy it is to get it in uh the uh the appetite for um you know asking to do the trial and uh you know trying to get into implementing solution really grows so we do whatever we can to get the solution um, out there and more visible yeah it, it looks like i mean you know the the i haven't taken a webinar but it, there were a couple there no. and i saw you did one of them not, not too long ago yeah. there are a couple there that looked interesting to me that i'll check out um I also uh, your Twitter account is uh, it's Trend Data Inc. T R E N D A A Inc. Um, so just right. if you're looking for uh, if you're looking for Twitter, they also have so you can go to you can go to trenddata.com and down at the bottom they have all their social media accounts. Um, Tom, I guess um, it literally almost up on time. So I, I don't I didn't I didn't have like a big final question, but is there anything else in particular? that you'd like to touch on in the last couple minutes before we close out the show? Uh, well, particularly is, um, uh, you know, uh, HR, this is this is the type of technology that really gives HR a chance to, you know, get a seat at the table. Because the one thing people analytics can do is it can take your workforce information and tie it to financial information, which not only gives you um, – 
know, who's leaving, who's staying, but what's the financial impact to the company? And that's the type of thing you could take to your CEO, your CFO, and say, um, not only have we always said that our, our people or our best people are our most important asset, here's what it looks like in dollars and cents. And I think uh, adopting a solution like this and a technology like this is a, is a real asset to HR departments everywhere to be able to increase their profile, get a seat at the executive table, and you know, really be the, um, you know, the, the, amongst the leaders and the leaders of the company that they should and need to be. I appreciate that. Um, I would also just add that, you know, in doing some free work for the, to get ready for the show, I thought you guys had, you know, very interesting blog posts on your website. So, um, you know, for those, most, most, of our, most of the folks who listen to our show these days off of downloads off the iTunes store and Google Play and that kind of thing. So, yeah, check out, check out trenddata.com, and it's got kind of all the, all the links that we just got done talking about. Tom, I appreciate you uh, being a guest on Drive Through again today. Um, yeah, no problem. I, I enjoyed it. I do. Yeah, thanks. I, I me too. I, uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll take a closer look at your product and get to know a little bit more about it, which is one of the reasons I like doing this show. It, it brings new people to yeah. me and vice versa. Um, any, any, any. Okay. So anyway, thanks very much. Any, any closing words? Uh, just in addition to Trend Data, if you want to follow, um, you know, my website or my blog, it's. Uh, uh, T-O-M-M-C-K-E-O-W-N.net, and my Twitter handle is at T-O-M-M-C-K-E-O-W-N. Perfect. All right. Well, with that, Tom, I'm going to wish you a, a happy Tuesday, I guess, and I'm going to go yeah. ahead and end the show. So have a great afternoon, right. and talk to you again soon, okay? Bye. You as well. Thank you for the time. I appreciate it.